Honestly, I'm very honored to be before you. There's two things. Everyone say two things that I'm going to share with you. Keys for your breakthrough, and they have to do with community, okay? The key number one is to step in, and the key number two is to stay in. Now, we've been hearing for the last five weeks, if you didn't know, Pastor Pat, we kind of look alike, you know what I'm saying? But he's been ministering on community. Actually, I believe God has been using him to cast vision. Before I get into that, if you need a Bible, if you can raise your hand, if you need a Bible, we do preach from the Bible. The best way to follow us is on the app, all right? And um, if no one needs a Bible, I'm going to jump in. If you need a Bible, you can keep that Bible. Don't be like me. I stole mine from hotel rooms. Don't tell everyone. Like, what you doing in that hotel room? Like your business. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to read from Acts 2, 42 through 47. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone that had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church all those that needed to be saved. Now, one of the things God spoke to me was about our life group. I was on the freeway. He said, I really love your life group. I'm like, good, Lord. He goes, your life group is like a cocoon. Tell everyone that's in your life group to not leave the cocoon. So I started studying cocoons. What I've come to find out today, what I'm going to be talking about, you're going to see parts of my life. Anytime that you see me minister, I minister from my life. Some of it is raw that you'll never hear what I've gone through. Some of it you will hear and you can relate to. Can I get an amen? So community is like a caterpillar. When you step into a community, okay, this is Jacob. His name is Jacob. I named him. Don't be mad. Jacob is a caterpillar. Caterpillars, their whole function when they're born, is to eat. They eat, they eat, they continue to eat. They eat, they eat, they eat, they eat, they eat. The reason they eat is because it's preparing them for the next level. They eat everything that they can as fast as they can so they can be transformed and go into reproduction. As Christians... We should do the same thing with the word of God. You should eat and eat and eat and eat and eat because you're going to need the nutrients from the word of God that is going to take you in community to transformation. You cannot go into transformation as a Christian without the word of God. I'll tell you why. In John, Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 1. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. So even the Word from the beginning, when it came out of God's mouth, it had community tied to it, because it says the Word was with God. Ooh. 
that's hot. That was good. I like that. The reason why I needed to eat when I stepped into community, I'm going to use myself. I stepped into a men's home. A men's home that had 16 men. So when you step into something in a community, you have to be transformed. Let's look at the word of God today. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 and 3. When you're there, say amen. It's probably on the screen. (laughs) It says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Hang on. When I eat the word of God, I can test what God and approve of what God's will is. That's why the word is so important. The word, the word transform there is Greek. It means metaphormu or meta, metamorphosis. It means to change into another form, to transform or transfigure. The word of God transforms you into what you need to be. Because when you're ready to step into a community like right now, you don't know anyone here. You've got to be led by the word. The Bible says the entrance of my word brings light. So when you walk in the room and you've eaten the word of God, you want to make sure when you step in community, you're bringing something to the table because that word will keep you safe. Amen? Now, some natural things. The monarch caterpillar can eat up to 7 to 20 large leaves a day. They eat so much that they need the protein or the sustenance for reproduction. The hardest part, they said, of the caterpillar in this state is commitment. You've got to be committed to reading the Word of God. We got, there's no excuse why we can't read the Word. You've got the Bible in the year. You've got the Gospels in the year. You've got the Gospels in three months. You've got every flavor you need to read the Word. But what happens is we don't put priority on it, so we make excuse. And this is not to put anyone down. I'm going to use my life. Stepping in is hard. So the first point for you is to step in. Say step in. When you step into something, it is hard because you don't have control. And many of us want to have control over every situation. When you walk with God, you give up all control because every worshiper, every believer says, you can have it all. Now, God says, okay, when you say all, do you mean that dark place in your heart in the closet where you don't want anyone to see that I know what you know, you know what I know? We good? Can I have that part? Yes. You can have it all. How powerful is God that he's not afraid of your darkness? The entrance of his word over you brings light. God's not afraid of your stuff. He likes it. (laughs) He likes it. Because my pieces were so broken, no man could put me back together. I felt like the scarecrow in the Wizard of Oz. I mean, I'm just everywhere. 
I have pieces everywhere. And he took my defender, Yeshua, Jesus, to walk in my darkness, in my addiction. And said, I put my word in you. And what you're seeing manifested is the word manifested. <laughs> so I began to eat. Amen. Turn to Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 7. So when I went into this men's house, I had the word of God in me. I wasn't ready to have community, though. So until I read this scripture, you must have the same attitude that Christ had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a servant and was born a human being. When he appeared in human form. Huh. Jesus made the decision over your life to put aside all his deity, all his authority, everything that he knew, everything that he was, and he took the form of a servant. Did you notice he said he didn't take the form of a son? Because he was already the son of God. He didn't need to learn how to be a son, but he took the form of a servant so he could serve you. He had to learn how to serve you. So we were without excuse when we see him serve us. And he says, come closer, come into community, step into community, because that's what he did as the son of God. He took on the form of a servant. Amen. See, when you eat the word like he did, Jacob, it transforms you. And what happens is, just like him, God wants to transform your life right where you are. Stepping in talks about your present. It doesn't talk about your past. It talks about your present. So when I do this and zip this back, come on, don't let me down now. Come on. There we go. All right. This is where you are. A cocoon. They eat so much, now they're ready to be transformed. And they go into this place in this cocoon. Now, this cocoon, for the time they're in there, is their protection. But many of us want to get out. God's protection is not big enough. So we squirm and we wonder, why do I have to go through this? Now, every part of the caterpillar, while they're in here, it may seem like it's peaceful. They are dying. Their old body, it says, starts, they start pushing like they're having contractions. They're pushing the old body off and it falls down at the base, even their face, everything that they were. Everything that they knew, everything that he was as a caterpillar dies. And it falls away. And it, why, how is he alive? The word of God says that was his process. Have you ever been in a place where you want to commit and you ask these questions, make these statements? How come this keeps happening? How long do I have to go through this? When is this ever going to end? You're in the cocoon. 
How come my boss is losing his mind if I hate my job? You're in the cocoon. When is my husband going to change? My marriage is not going to work. You're in the cocoon. You're dying to yourself. And the only thing that remains is a part of you and the word of God. Because the Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. Everything that God spoke over you is alive in the cocoon. And when you're all by yourself and God comes to you, he begins to resurrect you. Because you can't have any of you left. He loved you so much to keep a part of you, so that word is alive. The hardest part of staying or, or stepping in is to understand that you're going to change. You're not the same. Let me give you an example. How many of you guys have accepted the Lord as your Savior? Raise your hand. Amen. Put your hands down. How many think that you're the same as when you first accepted the Lord? Raise your hand. Exactly. But when we do this thing, what we do as Christians, we go, oh, man, you know, Chantel has a great gift. How come my gift isn't like that? Oh, Pastor Jeff can flow, uh, flow prophetically. Oh, my God. How come I can't do that? We do this comparison thing. There is no comparison with you with God. Your DNA, there's no one that has it. You're unique. But how do you go from glory to glory? You have to step into community. The hardest part of me doing that is I had to put away my pride. When I went into this men's house, first off, it's a four-bedroom house, two and a half bath, 16 men. You guys are like, wow, that's a lot of men. But when you're hungry for light, I would have slept on the floor. I was so tired of my addiction, I did not care. I wanted to be free. I would have slept without a pillow. You didn't need to give me a bed. I don't care if you give me any covers. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I want and I need this cocoon. I can't get out. I got to stay in. I got to step in. You can judge me on my present. You can say you didn't do college. Look at you. You came from a good family. It doesn't matter. My daddy owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Do you know his name? His name is Jesus. He gave me the word of God. He said, I will never leave you or forsake you. That is my Jesus. He says, you're blessed coming in and blessed going out. That's my Jesus. That's the word that was coming out of me. No weapon formed against me will prosper. I will make it. That's my Jesus. Amen. That's my king. That was free. If you felt I was yelling at you, I'm in the back. I repent. I get explosive. <laughs> The promise that God gives you when you first hear him is individual. 
It's an individual promise. You walk with Jesus, he starts telling you these promises. But the way he expresses his love for you and blessing is corporate. It's in community. I'll explain. Lexi, Josiah, Robert, Stephanie, they were all right here. They all had an expression or an encounter with God as a worshiper. They took their encounter or transformation, came into a community of other worshipers. God uses that community of worshipers to fine-tune your gift. So now it's not about you being performance-based. It's about him and his presence. So now they step on the stage representing the king of kings as worshipers. When they sing, we all experience his presence corporately. He always shows off corporately the prince of Egypt. They walked through the, the water. Did they go by themselves? No, they went corporately. My favorite movie in the world, Lion King. We won't go into why it's favorite, but it's true. He showed who Simba was corporately. But he had to go back to the pack. He had to get rid of his shame. He had to go kill Scar. Oh, Scar. Do you have scars? Do you have scars? This is prophetic. Can you show Jesus your scars? Just gonna show you here. When you see Jesus, he will still have holes in his pants. Pierce side and holes in his feet. Because resurrection takes your scars and shows the glory. uses every one of them. How do I know? The word of God, all things work together for good for those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. I have scars everywhere from my past. You'd never know though. What you're seeing is the resurrected Jeff, the made alive Jeff. Now, the hard part here, it gets harder. The second point is staying in. This is where all, a lot of us are right now. Some of us are ready to bounce. <laughs> Man, I'm done. Okay? I'm done, 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 done. I'm tired. We start hearing that. I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. I'm tired. <laughs> Let's talk about that for a moment, okay? Staying in. What does that mean? That means you abide. The definition of abide is to remain stable or fixed in a state of love on him. To conform or abide without objection. Abiding means you have chosen to stay. Even when everything is hitting the fan at the same time, I'm not leaving. Because he stayed on the cross. 
He told him, don't you know that I can call a legion of angels, but I won't. Jesus stayed in his cocoon. That was hard. Now, why should you abide? Because if you get out before it's time, you stop the process of the breakthrough that God has for you. It just stops. And what do you have to do? I have to start over. And God is so patient, he'll have you do it for 10 years. Because a father's like, you going to get this. <laughs> you going to go through this. And I'm going to be right here as you walk through it. Staying in community talks about your past. To step in, it talks about your present. Staying in, you're dealing with your past. And the biggest opposition of keeping people outside of this type of community and staying in is being hurt, dealing with your hurt from other people that let you down. And so God brings it to the surface. What are we going to do with that? You're like, I don't see that. He brings it right here. What you doing? I don't see nothing you're talking about. I don't see nothing. What you talking about? I don't see that. God's like, okay, I'll let you smell it. Just like he did with Pharaoh, right? He kept coming at them. Pharaoh had to relax. God's like, let my people go. The same thing God's saying to you. You going to let it go? You going to let it go or are you going to jump out? Because if you let it go, you'll last. Now, look at the cocoon. What you think in community is, not, is, is hard and it's, it's difficult, it's actually protecting you. Imagine if you connected here at a deeper level, you would not feel alone. God says, I'm not willing that any man or woman should perish. It's not good for man to be alone. You were not created to be alone. You were created to be in community. But are you willing to deal with your past? Are you willing to say, I am ready to let it go? That's what I dealt with. I'm always being transformed, guys. Maybe I I don't get on this platform a lot. I'm everywhere. I'm Pastor Jeff. I teach Campus Life, got great prophetic classes. If you ever want to come to my class, woo, God shows up. That's a plug. But three years ago, uh, my mom um, had an accident. And the doctors, she didn't tell us, but she started having stages of dementia. So after this accident, it started coming to the surface. So family is family, and everyone has a good family. But family's family. You know what I'm saying. Can I get an amen? So my sister and my dad thought it was beneficial to put my mom in a home. And I begged them, please don't put mama in that home. 
we're going to lose her. Just over this weekend, this Christmas vacation, they both came to me and repented. We should have listened to you. That's not the story of where the turmoil was. I needed to stay. I had so much unforgiveness toward my father, I didn't care if he lived or died. I was so angry at him for doing that to my mom, to doing that to How can you love her? You're, you're supposed to protect her. You live three tours in Vietnam, but you can't deal with this. This is what's coming out of my mouth, the hurt. Until he had a stroke, and I was the one that found him. Stay with me. Every day at 5.30 in the morning, I go to 154 Monroe Street and make my dad his breakfast. Every evening at 6 o'clock on the dot, I walk through the door and make his dinner. What's happened is he's able to walk and talk, but the relationship between a son and his father was mended through a stroke. What if I would have bailed out on that? out of that cocoon where me and my dad have community today. Is it perfect? Nope. But God's in it. Because a son was reconnected to a father. Don't tell me that's not God. Some of you are missing your fathers in your life. Ooh, what's your name? Yes. Julie? Mm. Do you mind if I encourage you? Okay, Julie, there, you, you're, I seen a piece of coal next to you, but I also seen a diamond. A lot of pressure goes into making a diamond. And God says there's been a lot of pressure. I see a lot of pressure over your life. God has used that types of things over your life, Julie, to squeeze the best out of you. And as you listen to this word and you plug into community, you are going to be transformed from what a coal is to a diamond. You are made to shine. You are made to flourish. You will win, says the Lord. Amen. Staying in is hard because it's easy to quit something, especially in 2020. I must have unfriended everybody on Facebook. I mean, it's, it just does it automatically. I mean, I just... I don't know where they are. They don't go anywhere. But we use technology as a means of not connecting, as a means of not staying in. See, because if you stay in, something magical happens. And I'll give you, before I open this up, I'll give you an example. No, I'll open it up. Something happens to you when you allow the Spirit of God to fix every part of you in the cocoon. Resurrection. Do you know the monarch butterfly lives only three to four weeks? And all, everything that they ate, you know what it's for? to put other seeds on plants so it starts all over again. Their whole purpose is to reproduce who they are. Are we willing to do that here? Not just the movement, 
What about just in our families? Because everyone has a crazy uncle, and I'm that guy. I'm just telling you, you come at my nieces, I'm coming at you. Straight up. I'm sorry. That wasn't right. I'll repent. <laughs> I can repent. Amen. Let me give you an example of transformation. I was in the men's house, and the hardest part of staying in is you want to get out. And I was at that point in the men's house where I was ready to get out. I was done. I'm done. It doesn't matter what was done in the church. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what anyone said. It didn't matter. I was done. I started packing my things. Five men that seen me there, saw my transformation, stood at the door. As I turned the corner out the hallway, they're at the door. They started, they circled me in a chain. And looked at me and said, you're not leaving. What? I'm leaving. You're not leaving. We're not letting you leave. We've seen what you looked like when you came in. You're going to make this, Jeff. You can't leave before it's time. True story. I'm leaving. All of a sudden, voices get raised. They tackle me. We're wrestling on the ground. They're holding me down. You can't go. You can't go. We won't let you go. They held me down and, and saved my life, man. They saved my life. We're still in covenant 30 years later. We're grandfathers. We built ministries. We built businesses. They can call today. And what is mine is theirs. And what is theirs is mine. But I am grateful that someone loved me enough to wrestle me to the ground. What you call abuse is really love. As my kids would say, it just got real. You want that love. You need that love. Transformation happens through sacrifice. Everything about us dies. But if you're willing to be transformed in community, I'm living proof that God uses community. Right now, we're just going to minister right now. I'm going to pray over you right now. I need you to stand to your feet. Did you get something today? I can tell he's moving on your hearts. Sometimes I need your amen. I appreciate it, and I don't mean this in a bad way. I know he's touching you. This is what they call a weighty message. You can't get away from it. It kind of sits on you. <laughs> but you have to deal with what's on the inside. My wife's name is Dale. We minister together. She can play any note. It doesn't matter.
through transformed life in community, you have the ability to be changed. And I don't want you to leave this building the same. We hear a message like this, and we go, ooh, that's such a good message. And then we leave with the same thing out the door. And the reason that doesn't change is because you need to take your word and agree with someone in prayer that can agree with you to say, I'm with you. It's going to be okay. It doesn't have to be long. It can even be a look. But when the spirit of alignment and agreement happens in your spirit, something gives you strength. Because I don't want you getting out before it's need this resurrection. You want this transformation. So I'm going to pray corporately. But the invitation to come to the altar is just that. That's why we call it an altar. Why? Because if you'll step out and come up to the altar, what's inside supernatural will be altered and changed. You won't be the same. But some battles you can't fight by yourself. You need some road dogs. <laughs> we riding, we riding, bro. We ride, you riding? We riding. Where are we going? To the movement. We're going to get prayer. <laughs> we rolling right now. We rolling, we rolling. Let's get a Starbucks dog. <laughs> Lift your hands if you can. The invitation has gone out, and I feel and sense the Spirit of God because He's made me a father in the Spirit. Pastor Julie took more than half of that over the men, but over the women in the room as well, and over the children, you are well pleasing to your father. I break the spirit of abandonment off of some where you felt abandoned and left. And God says, I never left you or forsook you, but I've welcomed you with open arms. God is unlocking the dreams in you, restoring strength to you and to your families. Receive the grace and the presence of the Lord by the presence of the Lord. Now this invitation goes deeper. If you're one that wants to jump out of the cocoon and need someone to agree with you to stay in, I need you to get out your seat and come to the front right now. There's no shame in your game. If you want to stay the same or you got what you needed today, the points are step into community and then stay in. You have to stay in. Don't get out before it's time. Receive his grace right now. And all God's people said, thank you for the, it's been an honor to be with you. Amen. Be blessed as you go.